Welcome to episode 105 of the Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey and hockey fans looking to have some fun along with you. We try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL in the Kraken reaction. Y'all just chill. I'm going straight Jeff Lasso. Just chill. A lot of, lot of reaction last night to the loss to the Sharks. We've got like two weeks off. Y'all just chill. Crack and reaction. But I don't know how Joey's feeling about it, so he might not be chill. We'll discuss NHL news. Uh, we do have to talk about this terrible sexual assault scandal. The NHL has got a problem. Not just that, right? This is part of it. The All-Star break in lighter news. We'll discuss. I ain't going to watch that shit. No dumb questions. What's up with all these 4-3 Kraken uh, games? Kraken? Kraken games. And here's a dumb question from Ben. What's the most common final score? Joey Research God somehow figured this out. We have that answer. And our three stars of the week talking about all things in our personal lives. We rank them. So let's get to it. Episode 105 of The Kraken Pod. Let's go. What is going on? My name is Jeff Janusik. This is my friend and co-host, Joey Cirillo. How are you? I don't want to say I'm good, man, because I feel like it's become like an unintentional opening line of mine. Um, The reality is my life, I'm doing good. I am doing good. What I am not doing good about, and I'm not trying to jump the gun here or anything, is uh, finally having my head hit the pillow at one in the morning (laughs) because I stayed up until... I think it was midnight local time watching the Seattle crack and get blanked by a fucking AHL team last night in the San Jose Sharks who were missing their best player. Um, I want those two and a half hours of my life back. I'm tempted to like DM some of the owners and be like, hey, here's my Venmo. Whatever you feel like two and a half hours of my life is worth to you, please, by all means. And while you're at it, the entire Kraken fan base for staying up to witness that atrocity um, of a quote-unquote hockey game. You know, I think that you, you, I'm glad you said that because it made me think. And maybe a lot of the overreaction I'm seeing on Twitter this morning mm-hmm. of, of just like exactly like you said, like being super mad is probably because people are either were up late and super tired or waking yes. up to do their shit this morning and cranky because they stayed up way late. But there's a lot of panic and a lot of anger. Yeah. And uh, I'm not happy that they lost the Sharks, but I, I get it. I think I think just... That late start time. That might have been the worst scheduled oh, night of NHL hockey. So bad. Ever. Between Columbus, the Columbus game and then that game, it was just a brutal night of hockey watching. And four fan bases had to sit through it and watch it. Yes. And it just sucked. So, you know, maybe maybe you just start the All-Star break sooner. Why even squeeze those games in? I, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand it at all. The start time really messed me up. I remember I pulled up the app at some point in the middle of the day yesterday. Again, we're recording. It's Wednesday morning. And I saw, for us, again, Central Time, 9.30 p.m. Central. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh, shit. This game isn't going to start until 9.45, 9.50, which means that they're playing hockey until, I don't know, midnight, 12.15. That's exactly what happened. It was so freaking brutal. And to... uh to watch that kind of effort. And again, we're not even in the crack and reaction yet, but overall I'm doing good. 
everything in my life well, is good with the exception of the Seattle Kraken. And the reason why, and say, I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself now because I'm kind of fired up. I've also had two cups of Joey, coffee. Joey, Joey, yes. plumbers are here. Can you keep okay. going for a minute? I'm going to keep going for a minute while Jeff uh, goes. I'll, take, I'll, I'll explain. Okay. <laughs> so the reason I hate when this happens because then I'm just talking to myself looking at a screen of just my own face. The reason why I am not fully upset, whatever, despite how I sound right now, is because I have never taken my finger off of the panic button for a second. I just haven't done it. Um, This is, you know, for those that listen to the podcast, you know what I'm referencing. I gave a date. It was late November, right after Thanksgiving, to make a decision on this Seattle Kraken. And my decision was to hit the panic button because I thought this team was delivering beneath expectations, did not believe they were going to make the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Good vibes only, right? I want to be proven wrong. I am just being honest about what I see from this Seattle Kraken squad. Now, lo and behold, going into the new year, they rip off nine wins in a row. They look like a completely different team. It's basically almost right after the acquisition of Tomas Tatar uh, from the Colorado Avalanche for nothing but a fucking fifth rounder. We're like, oh my God, the Ron father has done it again. Look how incredible this team is looking, completely different. Everyone's on the heater. Well, then cracking shit happens. Matty Beniers goes down, which he's got to be careful because he can't start stringing along, uh, you know, uh, a career, knock on wood, where uh, he's just constantly, you know, being concussed. Anyways, uh, players start getting sick. Uh, we start losing games. I start questioning the way Haxtell uh, is. Uh, All right, man, what did I miss? I'm still going off. Is handling his goalie rotation. And uh, anyways, Jeff, what I'm, what I'm saying is the reason why I'm not fully like in oh shit mode and I'm still having fun with this is because one, good vibes only always. And I'm still bringing the good vibes. But two, reminding everyone and now you, I've never taken my finger off my finger off the panic button. I haven't done it because I've said the entire time the Kraken need to prove me wrong. I called them out at the end of November. This team is right now. This is who I thought they were. Right? It was like that Dennis Allen quote: "They are who they thought they were." Um, <laughs> that, that's just how I feel right now, and I want to be proven wrong. But as of now, everything I've said at the end of November still holds very true. I mean, the loss at home a couple of nights ago that four, I mean, that was one of the worst losses might not be, might maybe be the worst loss of the season. And then to follow it up with this is inexcusable. We're way into the crack and reaction unintentionally right now, but that's just me uh, going off on a tangent. That's all, hey, I'm back. I'm back. So I yes. got, I got the, the plumbers are in here to kind of like take care of some emergency stuff at the house. Nice. So you um, do just too big of dumps, just upper decking all no. day. And now you clogged decking, everything no. up. Nice. No, 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 no. So like, uh, uh, are we, are we in the crack and reaction, by the way? Let's, let's get to it. Oh, okay. Let's get to your crack and reaction. A uh, quick house update is, um, so we had inspections yesterday for the buyers of our house that we're still yes. in, and they found a couple things, which isn't wasn't bad, but there's like possibly a leak inside the wall of my son's bathroom. So these guys are over here to kind of see what's up. So we're they're gonna they're gonna be sawing into a wall. Uh, so I don't know what's gonna happen as we can nice. record. Okay. So there's 
That's the plumbing reaction. Well, we're, um, we are recording this, and obviously I'm looking at you in the room, and I'm just envisioning seeing like a buzzsaw <laughs> come through the wall. I got an update. I got an update. Oh, oh, here we go. What's up? Oh, yeah, I'll get you a pencil. Hold on one second. All right. I'm going to get a pencil. Plumber, but we're in the Kraken reaction. You plumber needs reacted. a pencil. We are in the Kraken reaction. Yeah. So Jeff is running to grab a Sorry. pencil for the plumber. Yeah. Hold on, hold on one second. I'll be right back. All right, we're good. I'm just going to keep it rolling because that's what we do here. Fuck it. We, we do this whole thing in one uh, clip anyways, so there's no point in going back and editing. You know what? Let's go back into the Kraken reaction. Before we start, I mean, I've already started, so this is on me, right, about going off on the, the game last night against San Jose. But it's fresh in my brain, and I want to talk about it. But let's actually talk about something decent that happened because it hasn't been all doom and gloom. I mean, the last time we checked in with the Seattle Kraken, their upcoming game was Wednesday against Chicago, and that was a game, honestly, and I, I believe I said this in Kraken Pod After Dark, I firmly believe that the Seattle Kraken were going to win these four games and be on a bit of a heater going into the All-Star break, which we really needed. But Wednesday against Chicago, the Kraken ended up winning 6-2. to two. Pro Joey podcast. Decord looks fantastic. He has 34 saves on the night. And by the way, this is the 18th straight road loss for the Blackhawks at this point. And at this point, also for Decord, giving up only two goals on the game, he has allowed two or fewer goals in 14 of his last 17 starts. And I saw a stat last night that Forslund mentioned that no other goalie in the NHL has had more time on ice in the month of January than Joey Decord. I am still not quite sure why Hack is handling things the way that he is. It is what it is at this point because now we are in the all-star break. Moving on. Father Canner scores 19th of the season. Uh, the biggest, biggest play for me, uh, Jeff, now that you're back, I'm going over the Chicago game, is, and honestly, this might be my highlight of the season so far, highlight season, uh, highlight moment of the season, Ryan Donato, can, can of Clamato Donato, Jeff, as you famously called him, is stopped on a breakaway from Joey Decord. Stretch pass goes up the ice. Tomar, uh, Tomas Tatar on a breakaway scores. Climate uh, Climate Pledge Arena completely erupts. Crazy. Everyone's going insane. It makes a score 5-2. Tatar ends up with two goals on the night. He's on Hattie Watch. Five players end up with the goal. Twelve players end up with the point. Uh, Eberle and Schultz had two assists each. And even Brandon Tanev scores. And that's his first goal since December 20th. And I'm looking at this game and going, holy shit. The vibes are back. The boys are back. They're cracking and rolling. Yeah, that was awesome. That was just, you called it right there on, on Twitter as it happened. And it really was just a fun, that was a fun hockey moment. And I agree. It's one of the big, big, big moments of, of the Kraken's, you know, short history. Um, kind of a funny story about Chicago is I, I previewed this uh, with you on the phone the other day, Joey, is um, a buddy of mine who I kind of know through my son's soccer team. His name is also Jeff. He is one of the only hockey guys that I know. He grew up on the East Coast. His dad um, uh, was a Chicago was from Chicago and a huge Chicago sports fan. So he's a Blackhawks fan, and we talk about it. And I give him some shit, and you know, I told him, you know, about the Kraken Pod, and I was like, yeah, you know, I do this hockey. He's like, oh, that's cool, all right, yeah, yeah. And we've talked about it a few times. And Monday night, coming off of uh, practice, uh, the practice, and he's like, oh, I listened to your podcast. I was like, oh shit, you did. <laughs> And he's like, yeah. And I got a story for you uh, back where I grew up in Connecticut. Uh, and he started to talk. Remember last episode, which got a lot of talk. We talked about the the no questions with the the 
visitor's bench. Yes. And he's like, there was a, a hockey rink uh, where I grew up and the visitor's locker room was in another building. So in the freezing ass cold, they'd have to go walk out there to, you know, get dressed and then come in the cold and they'd be walking on these like rubber mats and the rubber mats would sometimes freeze and they'd fall on their ass. So it was totally what? a rig job to mess with the visiting team. Okay. Uh, so, but he's like, I listened to the podcast, man. I want to tell you this story. He was all pumped up about it. So what's up to my buddy, Jeff? Um, his son's a really good soccer player. My son and his son are on the same team. And I thought that was pretty cool. Also, I did tell Jeff, uh, I got to stop talking shit about people uh, in, in <laughs> this town now that it's starting, it's infiltrating the friend circle. So please don't listen to any previous episodes, uh, episodes one through 104. Don't listen, please. Uh, thank you very much. So, but to Jeff, that that's pretty cool. So I wanted to give him a shout out, even though we whipped Chicago's ass, um, you know, he, he's a good dude. And, um, thought that was pretty cool. So anyway. I love it. Yeah. Uh, that's absolutely incredible. And yeah, I, I still haven't been able to to find any more evidence of benches, you know, for the away team being lower in in certain barns aside, aside from what I shared last week. But it is it is really fascinating. I've definitely gone down a rabbit hole of uh of just hockey conspiracies. It's just overall fantastic. We got a we got a really we got a lot of uh, reaction to that question. So like put that yes. in like the show notes. It's like that's one of the better that was one of the better questions and one of the better discussions we had. So I kind of like that. There's something there. Um, I agree. The, the the game against St. Louis, that that was tough. This that was tougher to me than the loss against San Jose. It kind of felt like, you know, fast forwarding for a second. The, the San Jose loss from last night, it was kind of like the, the guys are just over it. They're ready to take a break. You know what I mean? Like the yes. like why like it's the day before you go on vacation from work. Like you're gonna do your, you know, you take a week off to go to on your vacation. Like that day that you the last day you work is might as well just be like a free day. You don't want to, you can't think about it. That's, that's what happened. Now the St. Louis game that, that sucked because gave up a lead literally like St. Louis. That's, that's our competition to get into the wild card spot. Almost most like the dangerous same lead in hockey, most dangerous lead in hockey two, yep. two goals, man. Yep. So like that game stunk because you know, it was weird. It was like period to period, a, a different team from the crack yes. in each period. First period was rough. Second period domination. I fall asleep in the middle of the game. Like this is, this is money. We're up three, one. They're just crushing mm -hmm. it right now. And then I wake up spitting coffee going, what the hell happened last night? So what Great the hell reaction happened? video, by the way, I loved your reaction video. Thank you. More, TikTok, more reaction YouTube, videos coming everywhere at crack and pod. Please follow. Yeah. I'll be spitting coffee out of, I, I'm telling you, man, we have a, <laughs> we have a mug empire in the works here because people want these mugs. So I'm just going to make content all around these mugs all the time. So love it. yeah, I good love vibes it. only. Yes. And you know, I did I did uh misspeak here. I, I said, I believe I said uh, Columbus, uh, that game was a win. The worst loss to me of the season was against St. Louis. Um, like you just yeah, alluded to, it was absolutely brutal, man. I mean, it was, uh, we saw two completely different hockey teams throughout the course of this game. You have a team that's up 3-1 doing just incredible plays like just tic-tac-toe action. Uh, Bjorkstrand, Dumoulin, Golvenin, like they all score goals. Everyone's lo Everything's looking great. And then shit starts getting a little weird. It was late in the second period. Uh, Schwartz, he has a wide open net. He's unable to score a goal there. At that point, the game would have been 4-2. And the way things are looking, I'm like, oh, this is going to end up being a win. And St. Louis just kept controlling the puck, controlling the puck. Controlling I'll be back. I'll be, I'll be back. I'll be back. That's running back to uh, talk to the plumber. So I'm by myself once again. Um, and they just and they end up losing four to three in overtime. And I'm just so fucking tired. Earmuffs. 
of uh, of of the Seattle Kraken just settling, you know, for the the one point in a shootout or overtime. It's freaking, I don't know, it's ridiculous. Um, at the end of the game, St. Louis ends up leapfrogging the Kraken um, into the second wild card spot, or sorry, one point behind the second wild card spot be, uh, behind Nashville and the Los An- and Los Angeles. Which, by the way, what the fuck is going on over there? I mean, they don't do something. They really got to figure things out. Meanwhile, Edmonton has like catapulted themselves uh, into the playoff race. But regardless, this was for me the most brutal loss of the season. It was a loss that at the end of the game, I sat there dumbfounded and I really couldn't even comprehend what the hell just happened. In fact, I went on YouTube and again, I'm going to keep plugging our socials because please crack and pod fam. Jeff, by the way, has been doing great, like short form videos of like reaction videos uh, at Kraken pod on YouTube and Instagram and uh, TikTok and all that shit. Anyways, um, I was dumbfounded by it. I was doing Kraken pod after dark on YouTube. And I think it was the shortest one that I've ever done because I think it was 15 minutes long. I could not comprehend exactly what the hell went down in this game for it to be a loss. I was feeling so confident and so good. And the vibes were so high for the Seattle Kraken and for that game to end up being a loss, it was just completely, completely inexcusable. And for St. Louis, they are trending in the opposite direction of the Seattle Kraken. In fact, that was their second time coming from behind down two goals in the past three days. They did it against Calgary the other night. And it's also their fourth straight win at this point. So, I mean, St. Louis, they're starting to figure things out. And they're like, okay, it's time to make a, a push for the playoffs. And they are leapfrogging the Seattle Kraken, who is just kind of playing complacent, weird. I don't know what the hell is going on. I mean, every time we think that we have this team figured out and they rattle off a bunch of wins, the bandwagon gets going and they're national news. I mean, it's like, oh, look at the Winter Classic and Joey Decord's on a heater and he's playing like a top three goalie in the NHL. And then the boys win nine straight and no one can beat us. Like all these things start coming together and it's like, okay. The team has found its identity. We've turned the page. It's a new year, new year, new team. Everything's fucking rocking. And then they revert right back to cracking shit. And uh, it's incredibly uh, disheartening. So there we go. So moving on, Sunday versus Columbus. And again, I, mo- I misspoke earlier. I said Columbus. It was St. Louis. The game uh, was incredibly disappointing. Uh, Sunday versus Columbus, the Kraken end up getting right back in the win column. They end up winning 4-2. to two. Uh, they have a three goal first period. The boys come out hot and I'm like, okay, they had a talk after the game against St. Louis. They know what they need to do. They're not going to let this happen. And although they managed to lose the game against St. Louis, at least they secured the point, right? If I'm being Jeff Lasso over here, if I'm being Mr. Positive. So I'm thinking, okay, they're going to get a point in four straight games. I just expect them to go into San Jose and handle business. And against uh, Columbus on Sunday, they went 4-2. Again, three-goal first period. Eberly has two of them. Eberly goes on uh, da- uh, data energy, Hattie watch early, and I'm fucking pumped. Father Canner scores a goal. He has a, a one goal and one assist on the night. Uh, Turbo with the empty netter with 13 seconds left. 13 for 13. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and Bjorkstrand also has also has a goal. And Joey, sorry, there's talk in the background. That's Jeff and the plumber. So, hold on. Right now, like a piece of paper that says his name on or something. 
He's got a piece of paper oh, yeah. with someone's oh, name right. on it. Yeah. It's very riveting. That's awesome. Okay, cool. All right. I feel like they're talking in a tunnel. And Decord ends it with 30 saves. And the Seattle Kraken end up winning 4-2. to two. And, again, I'm thinking the vibes are going good. Jeff, is there anything that you want to say uh, Sunday versus Columbus, the 4-2 win? I already Dude. moved on past St. Louis. I'm already moved on. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, I didn't watch a ton of it because I was uh, experiencing the highs and lows of the Lions game. Yes. Um, and Which we will talk about in the three stars. We course. will. We will talk about it. So, no, I have nothing else to say about that. I, I uh, you know. I'm the, the Kraken performance as of late, like I'm glad we got that win. You know, some things happened there that, you know, weren't the greatest, but at the same time, I wish we could have saved one of those goals for, or two of those goals, maybe for San Jose. But anyway, so let's go to San Jose. Thank you for that. I just got word that uh plumbing situation is, is good. No leaks, no nothing bad. So I can scratch that off the inspection inspection list from, from the buyer's inspection from yesterday. So that's good. Good You're news. Good. Positive good. vibes only right now. Yep. Yep. I get it. Yeah. Moving on. Let's talk about, let's talk about San Jose and you can go ahead and, and lead into it. Cause you watched part of the game until you went to sleep. And, and I knew that you, cause I, I just know, right. Like dad, busy you know, house things, three kids own business, the whole deal. And I was jealous. I was like, I wish I were in a position to where I'm just like, I'm like knocking out at like 11 PM, but I'm not. You can't I'm sleep. Idiot, I'm the idiot who stays awake and uh, unfortunately was watching the entire game. What was your experience like watching like the first half of the game? Because I can, I can tell you this much as I was, as I was watching up until, you know, midnight, midnight 15, it was absolutely fucking brutal, man. And I, I really do wish I could get those, those two and a half hours of my life back. Yeah. I, I actually, um, I went to a dinner last night with a buddy that I've been trying to go to dinner with. And, um, we, we got, we, I got back just in time for the game to start. So I flipped it on and you know, you know, what's funny, dude, you know what I like the best, especially for what we do with the Kraken pod. I like watching the games on my laptop and wearing headphones. So I can kind of like immerse myself in the game and really watch it, but also to be ready to like take screenshots and, you know, put out, you know, tweets at the same time. And uh, it was, it was interesting to watch. Like I, I like listening through headphones because you really hear like, the 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 tape to tape you know puck hitting the sticks you hear the ice crunching and, and like scraping and like the it would be interesting to have a separate broadcast maybe there's a market for this maybe we should like uh start this trend is what what are they what do you call those uh though like the trend or like real sounds or oh god it's a whole name for like youtube videos and people Which just watch to listen to like the the atmospheric sounds of something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, so like, but we do that for hockey. No, no play by play, just the fans, the feed with no announcers. It was pretty cool. Um, anyway, that was what I initially noticed. And the first period was like, all right, cracking or jamming. Like we got some awesome things going on. Uh, you know, Joey is, is playing awesome. Joey Decord is, is, is keeping us, you know, fine. You know, the sharks had a couple of chances, but really, you know, we outshot the Sharks in the first. Like, okay, this is, is all right. Look, we're not scoring, but it's going to happen. You know, we're getting we're getting our chances. Like, Turbo's chance on that turnover, I was really annoyed on that. Um, he he got super excited and and went for the opted for the shot when I felt like he should have tried to go for like a fake shot in the backhand. Um, so, but I mean, it happened in a split second, and also too, uh, he's an NHL player and I'm not. So, um, you know that. That first period, I felt good. And then halfway through the second, I was watching. I still felt pretty good. Um, 
and like I, I don't I forgot what part of it when I fell asleep, but at that time in the second period, like we zero, were not, zero. it was zero zero. So yeah. I was like, this is going to happen. This is a grind of a game. What a shitty night of hockey so far. Um, and I couldn't stay awake and I fell asleep. So that's what I saw, but I felt super confident about it. And then I woke up this morning again, deja vu from, um, the St. Louis game is like two nothing. Are you kidding me? And yeah, yeah. you know, I, I was very, I at first for one second, I was like, God dang it, man. But then I thought, you know what? These guys are ready for the break. They need to recover. You know, they need to go chill out. And we got a lot of hockey left. And I feel pretty good about where we are. You know, this is a groove team. And they have had, I think, some weird stretch over the past, you know, month. Uh, Sickness, injury, different shit. You know, long road trips, coming home. They've hadn't had a chance to really focus. And I'm telling you, with the looming all-star break, I guarantee you. And that's not cool. I mean, it's not, it's not, you know, championship hockey level and I'm not excusing it, but they, their heads were not in this game. And I think they were just kind of like, eh, you know, all right, whatever. So it's not even playoff level hockey. It's, it's trash. And it was, and, uh, I just think it's inexcusable. I mean, they're, these guys are paid a lot of money to play a sport. Fucking show up. Sorry. Like, no, no, I agree. Sorry, I agree. sorry I'm not sorry. And no. this is why I have not taken my finger off of the panic button because this, the, this is the team. I'm like, prove me wrong and show me that you're a playoff team. I still don't see it. I still do not see it. Um, I, I don't even want to see fucking any of those guys posting pictures from Cabo over the next week and a half. I don't want to see it because it's one of those things where it's like, cool, it's go, out, go out and enjoy yourselves and all that shit. This this loss to me is completely inexcusable. You're playing against the worst team in the NHL by a mile, and they're missing their best player. This should have been a game where you go in and you handle business like a winning hockey team does, and then you go on the break on a good note. And they did and they did not do that. I did not like Haxel's comments after the game. I thought they were bullshit. I have a hard time trusting him. I don't like the way that he handles goalies. I still don't know if I'm fully on the hack train. I see the I see the positives in him, but there are some things that I am critical of. After the game, he was like, "Yeah, I thought they played really hard, and San Jose just played harder, and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Sorry, dude, this is fucking bullshit. I'm sorry." And what I did like, though, and this is credit to Piper Shaw, who for some reason listens to our podcast, but what <laughs> I did like was uh, the post game interview with Adam Larson. I thought was a really good peek behind the curtain. And I'm not saying that his, his response and his mentality is a reflection of the entire team by any means whatsoever. But I did, he seemed like somber, dejected. He was very much like, we are in a position where we need points. And by the way, I'm paraphrasing here, but he was like, we're in a position where we need points and we needed to get these points. And he was, and you know, and to her credit being great at her fucking job, she was like, you know, kind of pushing on that. She's like, well, what do you think? And he was like, I just, we got to go back and look at the tape. And he was so down and out. And I was like, you know what? Like this is for me, that was an accurate portrayal of how the team, I'm not going to say should be feeling. I don't want them to feel down, but I want them to look at themselves and go, we are in a position where we need these points. This loss is inexcusable. We do need to go and watch this tape. We need to figure out what the hell's going on. I don't want to hear, oh, the boys play really hard. I'm really proud of them. And, you know, there's a break. Like, fuck that. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear it. Like, 
this loss should not have happened. It should not have happened, period. Um, and, and, you know, I know a coach's job, a lot of it is, is more mental, right, than it is anything else. Like, I doubt you want your head coach going out there and just blasting your team unless it's a tort situation. But I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where I, I didn't like those comments afterwards, and I, and I, and I really liked the postgame uh, interview with Adam Larson. And the boys need a break, right? But, but let's be honest. Every team in the NHL right now, you know, from the Sharks to fucking Toronto, whoever, like every team in the NHL right now is hurt. There's guys who have been sick, who have been on and off of injury, who have been playing through injury, et cetera. The Seattle Kraken are not an exception to the league. We're not looking to look at our team and be like, oh, thank God these guys are getting a break because when they come back, they can hit it hard. Guess what? Every fucking team is going to be. So go and do your thing. You know, go to Cabo and be boat boys for a week. One, two, three, Cancun, right? But when you come back, like you need to be prepared to play because every other team is looking at this the same exact way. And the teams that are vying for a playoff, like a St. Louis, who have rattled off some wins in a row, have been coming from behind or starting to figure things out. The Kraken need to be on that same page. You know, I think I'm kind of like, I love that we have opposite views here. And I, oh, I, think, I, love it. I think you're correct. I think you're correct. I, I, cause like, I think I'm more like the team, right? Like in my life right now with all the things happening and the, the housing thing and the moving and the, all this shit. Yeah. Like my head is not in hockey right now. It's, it's yes. just not, you know, and I'm trying, I'm do- giving my best effort. I'm trying to watch some games. I'm falling asleep. I'm trying to doing all this stuff, but I, my head's just not there. Like I'm not into watching it right now. I'm ready for the all-star break. And right. I think that I think the team is, but to your point, yeah, absolutely. It's bullshit. They sh- they should they shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be the case. It's just that's where we are. And I think I believe in the crack and pulling it together. Um, and I'm glad you brought up Piper Shaw because I, I think we're gonna try and see. And I don't know if it's gonna happen or not. We're gonna try and see if we can get pipes to talk about maybe like the the mid, you know, the mid season check in. Like, the, how are we doing? What are we looking at? Like the second half preview. We're gonna reach out to her. Um, you know, and I'm glad you brought you know her up because I don't know if she's going to be going on vacation. I assume, and hopefully, she is because she works so hard. Yeah. Um, but you know, getting past the 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 game, a um, couple of things is Piper. I wanted to bring this up. Did you see that she reached out to us um, via Twitter, and she actually did some investigative reporting for us? Like you said, she actually listened to this podcast, which I'm like, just you know. Holy shit. I can't believe she still listens. And that's great. Yeah, um, <laughs> but she's, she's a great friend of this pod. She's, she's, she's been great to us. Yeah, um, was the best. She says, this is pretty cool. Hey guys was listening to the pod. Heard your question about hat trick hats. And I asked Kraken PR for y'all. And she didn't say for y'all. I just, that was a paraphrase. Um, nice. But I asked Kraken PR. I mean, if you remember, this was from two episodes ago. Then yeah. I think the note I'm question is what happens to the hats? And we kind of left it at like all teams are different. All teams do things differently. She said, uh, and this is exactly what she says. They said, and I'm summarizing right now, they have all the hats in storage. This is from the one and only hat trick that's happened for the Kraken at Climate Pledge. Uh-huh. Um, but they definitely intend to do something cool with them, probably some kind of display or something in the arena, but it's still in the works. Obviously, there's only been one hat trick on home ice, LOL. So the topic hasn't that been That was Eberly, correct? Yes, I think it was Ebbs. Dead energy. But so the topic hasn't been top of mind, but they're working on doing something cool. Uh, so that was pretty neat. That the Columbus Blue Jackets, right? 
yes. with the uh, with the with the hats in their barn. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's awesome. Also, yeah, shout out to Piper again uh, for that information. That's really cool. There, there's some solid insider yeah. information there. So, uh, also, too, I want to give a shout out to uh, Piper's new uh, endeavor. I listened to it um, because this is kind of a crossing of uh, things that are going on in my life, and I guess her life is. She started a new podcast uh, called Where the Magic Happens. Mm-hmm. with uh like a it's bunch not of about friends my, my bed no no like, I, hey this is where the magic happens and it's literally me playing magic the gathering in my bed sitting yeah that's exactly right sauce. yeah it's a totally different podcast <laughs> yes uh no it's a podcast dedicated to like all things about experiencing um disney and like you know theme parks universal theme parks that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. um so like, you know, the superheroes, Disney, that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, the kids were taking the kids uh, in a week and a half to go to Disney. So like I listened to it. It's great. Great podcast. So Piper's a huge uh, a supporter of the Kraken Pod. So support her where the magic happens. They launched their first episode. If you're into Disney and theme parks and stuff like that, it's really awesome. So go listen um, to that. So I think that's pretty good um, for the Kraken reaction. I do want to say is, you know, just to be positive here is in the wild card race, it is still super tight in the West. There's, there's literally, you know, for, for the wild card, seven teams that are trying to, that are really close, like um, seven points separate the seventh from the first who are competing for the wild card spot. You know, Kings have really shit the bed lately. Blues playing great. Preds always there. Us, you know, we talked about that. The Coyotes kind of always there. The Flames kind of always there. And the Wild kind of always there. So we've got a shot. I'm also ready for the damn Oilers to lose. I'm tired of hearing about this winning streak. Jesus, I'm ready for that to go away. But overall, like, you know, we're, we're in, we've got a shot. Like the shot is ours. The boys have to do their thing. And I really want to see, and I don't, I know it's the second, you know, season. Um, and he's got a lot going on and he's been injured. And I really think he's learning a lot this year. Um, I would like to see Matty Veneers get fired up in the second half. I'd like him to come back rested and feeling good and confident and I want to I want to see Maddie get going. Um, and I'm also interested to see, like, is this the year, Joey? Do you, do you, is this the year that Ron does something around the trade deadline? I, I would hope so. I mean, NHL Network, I don't know if you caught this, but yesterday they were doing the synopsis of the Seattle crack and where they were sharing uh, individuals on our team, Wenny, Eberly, et cetera, who they believe are potential trade pieces and also highlighting some guys the Kraken might be interested in. I don't think those are based off of rumors or anything. I think they are strictly looking at just where the Kraken are at in the standings uh, and mostly like salary cap and, you know, uh, expiring contracts and whatnot. So I I think that Ronnie does do something. I'm not really sure. Uh, I would like to think that the Seattle Kraken are still going to be buyers at the trade deadline. And on Maddie Beneers, um, I'll just call a spade a spade disappointing first half of the season. Oh yeah. I don't, know, I don't know if it's a sophomore slump or what what's going on, but here's the thing. Never having talked to him yet, putting that out there, good vibes only. Um he strikes me as the guy who takes his shit very seriously. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to be hard on him because he's probably his own harshest critic and you know what? He probably wants to be playing better too. So I am hoping for and expecting a better second half. For Matty Beneers. He's flashed it at some points. Dude, do you remember his fucking shootout goal that he had, by the way? Yeah. I don't think the Kraken won that game, but oh my God. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> like the skill is there. Yeah. Um, we just we just need a better second half uh from, from Matty Beneers. And I hope 
this week and a half break while they are working on their tan that hack stole and the coaching staff, you know, kind of figures out what they can do and the team gets healthy and maybe we move lines around a little bit and get things going. Yeah. I think Maddie, I think Maddie will figure it out. He will figure it out. And I, he's in the off season. I think he's going to come back juiced and like, just like Jack, not literally tougher. He might be juiced. I'm, I'm like, okay. Le- cool. Legal don't juice. Don't legal don't, juice. Yeah, yeah. Legal juice. Legal juice. There you mm-hmm. go. Kale, yeah. like kale smoothies. Not, yeah. Not yeah. the Kenny Powers treatment. Like Sunny D. You know, like how they told us it was like we drink Sunny D back in the day. Really healthy, yeah. but really it's just sugar water. Oh, straight sugar. I was cracked yeah. out. Like my yeah. eyes were shaking. But yeah. it's healthy because it's orange. Um, yeah, it's orange. Yeah. Like, oh, thanks for the juice, mom. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah. wait, I'm, I have eight cavities. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So... <laughs> So anyway, I think Matt. I think Matt. He's he's learning so much this year. It's a learning year. I think next year. I'm not saying he's going to beat his 70 point total or whatever he had in his first year, but I think he's yeah. going to be. We're going to see more of that. So I like that. I I want to see. I want to see the Kraken. I don't expect them to make some crazy splash, but they got some room with with you know you know with the team. Yeah, I'd like to see them get another Tatar. You know, like maybe a role player that's got some talent. You know, in a certain area. You know, I I love what they brought Thomas Tatar in to kind of open up the ice a little bit because he's tricky and, and we need more of that. Like we, we are, we've made our mark in this league by being a team that famously, uh, you know, what was said uh, earlier this season was, you know, we Jared McCann saying, I think we're a team of four second lines. That's pretty great. It's like, it's a good amount of even talent, but we need, I think we need somebody with a little, just, you know, a little more talent, right. To kind of like, stretch the overall talent ranking. If you, if you know what I'm saying, like bring the median yes. up, you know? So yeah, don't go bar. break the bank. We don't need a, although I love what S- Sam Reinhardt's going to get paid this off season. I love his game. He's on my fantasy team. Holy shit. He is passionate and awesome. And I love that dude. I, I, you know, financially, I have no idea if we could even do anything, but like, I would like to see, I would like to see at some point the Kraken have a star star. You know, we love all these guys, but like a star star, but will that happen? Anyway, so that's what I'm kind of thinking for this second half is, you know, we have our goalie, Joey Decord is, is him and we will see what happens. So maybe don't ride him so much. Just saying, maybe like give Decord breaks every now and then that'd be nice. I mean, he's going to, he's going to chill out. Right. Like, I mean, he's, I think for now, he's got a week and a half for him, but I mean, let's give the guy a breather every now and then. Well, now, you know, now we know like, you know, I, I think it's safe to say, and we just all should accept it. And I think Gru probably has too. Is like this is Joey's team, and Gru's here to help him out. And I think we have to all accept that. I don't want to have this sort of lingering, like, "Oh, Gru's back. What are we going to do? Oh gosh, he's in the wings." And and I think Gru is a is a straight up dude. I, I don't think he's one of those crazy at, goalies. Can be real crazy, y'all, as as we know, right? And yeah. Gru is not that guy. I think he's a team guy. He gets it. But it'd be nice to have like an open, like, "Hey, uh, you know." Uh, this is Joey's team. Gru is here uh, to be part. He's part of the team. He's going to back him up, but this is a Joey Decord team. I don't want to have, that's the other thing I want for the second half is I want to have a clear cut. This is Joey Decord's team. No weirdness of like, who's going to start? Is Gru going to finally get his start? Is he going to do, I, I don't want that. I want it to be Joey Decord. I want to ride Joey Decord and I want that clarity. I don't, I don't, I have my doubts about that. Like that uh, actual clarity happening, but I think they should. I, I, I hope there is. But also, here's my thing. The Seattle Kraken committed $35.4 million to Philip Grubauer. It's okay to throw him a net every once in a while. Like, he's healthy now. Yeah. Let's, let's get this going. It's okay. He's there to support. He's there to support Decord, though, and that's it is what it is. He gets paid a lot to support, but that's where he is. We, we I want to be paid that much to support people. I support <sighs> you, Jack. 
Jesus, man. Can, can somebody just, hey, we'll take a $300 sponsorship for this show. Who's got 300 bucks? <laughs> we will make you the sponsor of every fucking thing that we do for 300. Just 300. You got 300 bucks? And I'm doing the, like, you know, the scratch of the. <laughs> yeah, the, the Dave Chappelle crackhead. Yes. yes. Got All right. Those, so uh, those, those Gru Steins. Yeah. Those are pretty sweet. Yeah. So they are. Right, so people were fucking feeding for them. Around the NHL, I think we should just talk about this real quick because, you know, we've been talking, it's the talk of the NHL and the NHL has got a problem on its hand. And I think that's toxic dudes, toxic people. And mm-hmm. they got to do a better, faster job of dealing with this stuff. And I'm just going to talk about this real quick. Um, you know, because I think the victim of this deserves this this justice right now. Yes. So, like, basically, the question is this: What's happening with the 2018 Canada World Junior Team scandal? And um, I found a really awesome, just nice uh, synopsis from the AP um, written up. And and this is if you don't know what's going on, and you just heard about five players who have taken a leave of absence from the league because they have to answer to police. Yeah, this is this is the breakdown. A woman sued Hockey Canada in 2022, basically saying that she was sexually assaulted by eight members of Canada's world junior team at a fundraising gala in London in 2018. Mm-hmm. So um, Hockey Canada settled that lawsuit. Investigation revealed the organiz- organization had two slush funds to pay out settlements on claims of sexual assault and abuse. So London police launched their own review and the NHL says that they would launch their own review. Gary Bettman would say we'd release findings. This is, again, 2022, right? Yes. And they basically said, like, we'll, we'll talk about this. They haven't released shit. Well, basically, London police were like, hey, we now officially... This was recently, in the past week or so. Hey, or two weeks. Hey, we officially have five players that we requested show up and surrender to us. For questioning, and we're inve- like we're we're starting a criminal investigation, and those five players were unnamed until officially just a couple of days ago, really pretty much yesterday. Now there were rumblings going on, and one thing that Joey you tweeted about, which was which is well done, is uh, there were several teams that said, "Hey, this player's taking a leave of absence," yes. right? But the Calgary Flames fumble fucked this thing up. Dylan Dube, he they said he's leaving the team for mental you know, some mental health reasons. Yeah. It was really because he needed to go talk to the cops. So the yeah, flame- people defending them being like, well, he could be mental health because he's so stressed out. Shut the fuck up. Like, I'm sorry. Like, this is a thing that's black or that's black and white. That's exactly yeah. why he knew literally need to be away from the team because he's being investigated uh, for a sexual assault case. Like, and they made an excuse for him. Yeah. They met, they yeah. messed up there. They should have been transparent and they were not, they were, they were making an excuse. And I know on the grand scale of things, sorry to interrupt you, Jeff. I know on the grand no. scale of things, right, when we're talking about what happened or didn't happen in 2018 and what's being investigated and all these things, and slush funds to pay off people and all these cover-ups and, you know, it's a it's a history of letting, letting these guys get away with whatever they want simply because they're athletes, et cetera, et cetera. I know in the grand scheme of things that, that what Calgary did is, you know, relatively small right compared to everything but it's still fucked up and it contributes to the larger picture of everything and they should fall on the sword and own that yep and and that's exactly right and i feel you know i watch a lot of sports you do too all sports yes um every sport has got its issues with with just you know shitty people it's just there's a lot of people in a sports league and you're gonna have some shitty people but i do feel like the nhl constantly is like 
has a problem with how they handle and deal with things. Yeah. And it needs to be immediate. Like, okay, we are immediately distancing ourselves from this person. We're going to let the, we're going to let the law play this out, but we're going to distance ourselves from these people. And the flames should have said, Hey, look, uh, we're stepping back and they, they didn't and they tried and they screwed up. So it's Michael McLeod and Cal foot of the devils, Carter Hart of the flyers. Who's arguably like the biggest name on that list, the goalie. And then Dylan from the Flames, and then a former NHLer Alex Formenton. Those are the five players who are have reported to police. Yeah. Now, the next update, and I know London's working with the NHL, is not going to happen until after the All Star weekend. So they're just basically using the All Star break to be like, just, just not talk about this for a couple of weeks, and then we'll come back to it. Um, and you know, look, I hope justice justice gets served here because uh, the 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 alleged victim, the the woman involved in this case. I mean, obviously something horrible happened to her. And I hope these people should they should they be you know found guilty of this if they committed this crime they need to pay and they need to be kicked out the league and this is an issue for the league this is the league continues to be antiquated in, in its marketing its PR yes and there is an issue with players and I, it's a, I, apparently it's a hockey culture thing it's a yes. hockey culture thing where there's just some shitty things that happen. Uh, in junior hockey and, and all these different hockey circles as they make their way. And that, that's got to be squished. And I think, you know, it's, it's, let's get this out now and snuff this. So in 10 years, this won't be the last unfortunate thing. And, but let's get better at containing this and, and treating like making players change the culture, any, any sort of trash culture, any sort of like just garbage, get that out of here. So like in five, 10 years, we don't have to, really think that this shit could happen anymore. Like just get these shit bums out of there. You know, like if shit happens and we know shit's happening behind closed doors, and there's been a lot of hidden shit that people knew about going on, didn't say anything. Well, now I hope more people are going to go, well, shit, we can't just sit on this anymore. If anybody's got any inkling of crazy shit they've done, that's terrible. We got to cut ties to them and, and let them go. But like, I think that the NHL has benefited from being a niche like league in a niche sport, right? I mean, uh-huh. you have hockey fans that are very dedicated. I was actually curious. I was looking up like like the average like amount of people that watch a, a hockey broadcast has actually gone down like twenty five percent, like from like a year and a half ago, which is not good. But you know, I was looking at like numbers of the NHL compared to other leagues and whatnot. And the reality is, like, it's a very niche sport. Like you and I have talked about that specifically. I think that as a result of that kind of flying under the radar that the NHL is aware of that and they utilize that as a way to kind of bypass a lot of shit because if this were to happen in a sport where more people are paying attention and there's more local, national, and international eyes and media on these things, uh, they'd be getting away with far less. So the people that are paying attention, like you said, need to hold this shit accountable mm-hmm. because this is a repeated um, issue historically throughout hockey culture. And the only way to truly flip things around and to, I don't know, start behaving like decent human beings is to send the message, lay the fucking hammer down and say, this is not okay. Severe punishments for those that participate in stuff like this and moving forward, like, let's all be decent human beings. Like, can we can we do that? Um, and I and I think that hopefully we can start setting a proper example here. But that also means that I would have to be trusting Gary Bettman and other people to do their fucking jobs. So, yeah, let's just 
Let's just get better. Let's just get, and, and it might be a Batman problem because he's just like Adam Silver and in, in the NBA. Like he, you know, he's got a lot of shit. All, all these sports leagues have a lot of shit to deal with, but he's pretty progressive. He's made some mistakes. He just released NFTs, Jeff. I mean, he's so fucking behind the eight ball, right? I mean, this guy, <laughs> I mean, I know. what's it's, next? I mean, seriously, what's next? Pogs. I, I mean, what are we talking about? You just can't keep your head in the sand anymore, Gary. You got to start, you know, you got to be more active on this stuff, you know? So, yeah. Anyway, I, I hope that for this victim, this this person, she she feels like there's some justice and you can't erase what the hell happened to her, whatever it was. Uh, but that's just good. Bring these people to justice and let's yeah. see what's up. So, and by the way, I know it's an alleged thing, but also when you have slush funds set up to pay off women in secret, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, there's, when there's smoke and there's literally like apparently a lot of dudes involved in this thing. They didn't take part in the actual assault, but a lot of people knew this happened. Yes. A lot of people knew this happened. And, and, and this is like, and there's no excuse for this at, at any level or any size of team, but this is, this is hockey Canada, you know, arguably the biggest, hold on one second, arguably the biggest hockey organization in the world. So Get this shit yep. figured out. So anyway, now we got the all-star game. I don't even want to talk about the all-star game. I just don't. No, we're not talking about it. It sucks. I'll, I, I might catch like what Bjorkstrand does. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to flip it on. See what's up. I, you know, I don't know. It's just so much Mardi Gras week is Mardi Gras parade season starting this weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I do want to say this is I man, I'm in a slump. I'm in a slump. I'm in a slump. I can't win anything, but I'm still doing it. DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm telling you, like, and that's on me, not on DraftKings Sportsbook. Awesome app. I love it. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's it's so easy to use. I am. I I do. I cannot wait. Now it's not going to be till June. I got to wait for this cash in. But like the the again, I say it every episode. The Jack Adams Award, the coaching award. Rick Tockett's looking mighty good for the Canucks. I like it. I'm going to win some money there. You can bet on so many different things, all sports, football, anything. You can find any sport. You can bet on it. It's easy. It's safe. It's dependable. Um, if you sign up right now, download the app, use code THPN, Hockey Podcast Network for DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NEW-YORK or HOPE-NEW-YORK. And you know what? See our show notes for details on that. Um, by the way, I did have a no-sweat bet last night. I bet uh, five dollars on the to, we'd have two goals in the first period. Um, Ooh, yeah, and guess what? You would I think that's that. a great bet. But you know what? I got I got my five bucks back because that obviously lost. So, um, but that's what's kind of cool about drafting sportsbook. There's always cool ways to to get bonuses and that sort of thing, which is awesome. So, um, now Ray Raycon, all their audio, air like you know earbuds, um, Bluetooth speakers, everything. Look, everything is so much more expensive, right? You know, the fruit brand is rolling out goggles that cost three grand. That means like the brand new, their, their you know, uh, buds, earbuds are going to be like, you have to have a mortgage payment on those things now. And half the time they don't work when you're talking on the phone. But with Raycon, they have the best technology. It is way less 
than the big time brands with those big names. It is dependable. The audio quality is awesome. Do not sleep on Raycon wireless earbuds. Premium audio, perfect price point. Listen to what you want when you want without breaking the bank. Check them out. Tons of reviews. They have tons of awesome uh, battery life, uh, product protection for two years, free domestic shipping. There's really no reason why you shouldn't check out Raycon, especially if you use this awesome deal. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today. That's buy, like I'm going to buy this. Buyraycon.com slash THPN and get 15% off your Raycon order. So do that. It's great stuff. Note on questions. Um, this is something where other podcasts might shame you if you ask a question that's not if you don't know everything about hockey, you know, some other podcasts may not like you. Um, I don't have any facts to back that up, like zero at all. And I think it's absolutely not true. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna say it is true. So believe what you want to believe. But I believe that there is no dumb question. Feel free to ask us the question. We got Piper Shaw doing investigative work for us for free. So we got to get her some shit. Um, but what is this week's notum question, Joey? Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. This week's no dumb question. And I love this one. Cause at first I was like, Oh, okay. But doing some research, this is fantastic. Comes from Ben Cumberland who submitted it to us uh, via Instagram. Shout out to Ben. And his question was, and by the way, this was uh, submitted in December. We're just now getting to it. So apologies on that question is, all of these four to three uh, cracking games have led me to ask a really dumb question. What is the most common final score in the NHL? Now, this again is great for me because I got to have an excuse to research and go into the nerdy side of sports, which I absolutely love. You're so fucking Seattle of me. It's kind of disgusting. There was an article I found uh, called the history of NHL final scores. And it's from a website that I encourage people to check out. It's the wincolumn.ca. Uh, a quick disclaimer, this article was written in 2018. So at this point, it's basically 200 years old. Uh, but what I did like about this article is that they took a combined statistical data. And Jeff, I know when you hear data, you black out. You don't want to hear it. But I think you're what? actually going to like this shit. I, yeah. did, I blanked out. <laughs> so... Um, they took data from 55,465 regular season games. So literally every regular season game played in the NHL up until this point. And then they also took every playoff game played up until that point, 4,334 games. So you combine that, it took 59,799 <laughs> total games to look at this data. 55,566 minutes. Yeah. If I could walk five nine fifty nine thousand seven hundred nine twenty. Um, anyway, so uh, they took those games and what they did was they broke it down to see what the most common score was in the NHL. I would say Jeff, that's a pretty good sample size, if you ask me. And what they came up with, and again, this is all just strictly data going off of almost sixty thousand uh, NHL games combining regular season and playoffs. The majority of games conclude with the winner scoring. Six goals or less, making up 91.3% of historical outcomes, which obviously, you know that, right? I mean, like, that makes sense. You score upwards of six goals, uh, you're going to win 91.3% of your games. Uh, the most common outcome being a 3-2 final, which occurs 10.6% of the time, which second place is a 4-2 game, third place being 2-1. to one. Uh, coming in at 7.7 .7 and 7.6%. Now, 
10.6% doesn't sound like a lot like for a 3-2 game being the most likely result of an NHL game. But if you look at the number uh, of scoring possibilities that are out there, there's a lot. 10.6% is a very uh, healthy chunk. And by the way, Jeff, you'll appreciate this. And this is why I was like, I think he's going to love this. This is a big reason why places like DraftKings, shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring us, set their over-under on goals for a game at five and a half. Because statistically, five goals are going to be scored. So if they set the line at five and a half, <laughs> like they're really putting you in a position, and it's not on DraftKings, it's just a fact, at almost a disadvantage. Because you see a game, and you like you think to yourself, and I've done this already, where I go, oh, six goals? These teams are going to combine for six goals easily. Well, the reality is that the majority of the time, it ends up being five goals scored, three, two total. Uh, another fun fact that I really like looking into this was scoring one goal in a game and winning is very rare. In fact, it has only happened. And again, this was out of the 60,000 games out of those nearly 60,000 games. It happened 1,275 times, which translates to 2.1% of the time. And look what happened last night when Columbus beat the St. Louis blues. They won that game one to nothing. And as I was looking at that score, I said, holy shit, this is a, this is a result that happens 2.1% of the time in the NHL. So not only was the St. Louis Blues defeat huge for the Seattle Kraken, it's a result that rarely, rarely, rarely happens. I thought that was awesome. Another fun fact is uh, every team or every time a team has scored three goals in a game, uh, a win was counted for 50.8% of the time. So if you score three goals in a game, you're basically flipping a coin with it being like very, very, very slightly in your favor by 0.8%. Uh, scoring three goals in a game is essentially equivalent to flipping a coin. Uh, when you score four, five, or six goals in a game, the win percentages go from 72% to 86% to 93%. So if you have a team that's averaging, you know, three goals a game, you're basically being like, all right, well, flip a coin. We're going to win this game. They average four goals a game. Your winning, your winning odds are at 72.2%. So fun facts. There you go. Want to throw it out there and take that into consideration when you're uh, betting some money. I'm back. Okay. What, what did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> I knew you blocked out. No, no. I, I, but see, I like, I like stats and I like data, yes. right? I really like data from Star Trek Next Generation. He was cool. But I like data like numbers, because I like to have simple goals from that simple, simple yes. out, like outcomes. And I think if I was an NHL coach said, guys, look at these stats. That means we score three goals and most of the time we're going to win. So go score me three goals, get the fuck out there and score me three goals. And they'll be like, yeah, coach Jeff. Absolutely. That's awesome. I love it. That's great. So, you know, I'm excited to have that happen. So I yes. guess the th three goal goal is what we want to go for. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, three, two outcome, most likely, but a bunch of fun facts in there. Yeah. All right. So last part is we want to get to our three stars of the week. These are the things that we rank as like, here's good stuff that's been happening in our lives or whatever it might be. So Joey, what's your third star of the week? Uh, my third star of the week is the movie monkey man. I don't know if you saw this, Jeff. I know you are a pretty busy dude. Uh, this movie uh, will be coming out. I didn't see the actual release date, but produced by Jordan Peele, who I absolutely love and directed by and starring Dev Patel from Slumdog Millionaire. It looks absolutely incredible. It's rare nowadays where I see a trailer for a movie 
and I get legitimately pumped over it. But this movie looks awesome. I'm excited to see Monkey Man. That's my third star of the week. Uh, I love it. I have not heard of it. So uh, I will not see it, but I'm going to read the Wikipedia plot line for it when it comes out. It's going to be awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, my third star of the week is right now it's The Office. Uh, I, I didn't really watch it during the, you know, the run, but I've been watching it a little bit here and there. And I haven't watched every single episode, but I bounce around. Yes. And um, I watched two episodes this week that was about the weight loss challenge mm-hmm. in season five. And I've never laughed harder at The Office. So like <laughs> there's been there's times where it's like, OK, this is funny, but it's not. But like that just made me go like, all right. I'm in. So I think I'm an office guy now. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm only what, uh, 20 years too late, but yeah, you're fine. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I appreciate the office, but I think parks and rec is better, which apparently is a hot take. So I've watched uh, some parks and rec. I think that could be next. You know what I mean? Like, and, and look, when you have so many seasons of, of a show, it's, it, it's, it's going to have ebbs and flows, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm into the office right now. So what's your number two? Our two stars, our second star of the week is the same. So you lead off because this is your, Bread and butter. So, you know, I'm actually happy. I'm actually happy that you sound like an abuse victim. I know. I know. Yeah. You're like, no, I'm really happy. It's like, no, you're not. If if we would have lost because we the line Detroit Lions lost the game. The 49ers didn't win the game. And they and that's a takeaway from them. They did. I mean, they they, you know, they, they we, we couldn't stop them. We couldn't stop them in the second half. But the Lions screwed up. Like there was basically it was I summarized it as this is Drop balls and bad calls. Guys who caught the ball all through the playoffs and in the regular season who were dependable. I'm in Ross St. Brown. All like they just they dropped key key th- throws. Jared Goff was on his game. And then of course we all know Dan Campbell. You know, he's he lived by the sword, died by the sword. He gambled all season long and that bit him in the butt. Should have kicked some field goals, and that's it. So like I've had to just, you know, I've already looked into the team for the most part next year should be the same. Right. Um, the same talent should be there for the Detroit Lions. Obviously, it's super freaking hard to get back to that that point again to get to the NFC championship. I'm not, you know, taking that for granted. Um, it's a long shot, but I will also say this. Where's the Super Bowl next year, Joey? Uh Detroit? New Orleans. Oh shit. Really? Twenty twenty five Super Bowl. By the way, cheapest Super Bowl ticket. I already looked it up just to know. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, nosebleeds in Las Vegas, sixty five hundred bucks. So yeah, holy shit! To everyone that got a ticket there early, um, kudos to you because you're making money. I mean, that's my thought. Is like it, when Super Bowl tickets go on sale for New Orleans, do I buy some just in case the Lions are there? You, I mean, you should. Worst case scenario, you sell <laughs> if you get them way in advance. You know, I gotta figure that out. But anyway, so it really stunk. I did not watch much of the Columbus game. I actually, you know, I went through my two nighttime of morning and I was angry at sports. So I, I even could, text you. I was like, I can just feel that he's yeah. in a, in a sad place right now. You're not like Eminem who just flipping people off on TV. And who's just really mad. Um, yeah. But yeah. 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 I knew you weren't in a good place. I didn't, I was like, I'll wait until we tell we talk. Uh, you know, what's funny is um, my son watched the game and we were winning and he went to bed in the third quarter. And wow, uh, he's basically pulling you with the Kraken at his young age. Impressive. Yep. yep he's cracking wa- and he's watching, you know, the lions it's in the blood. Yep, it's in the blood. And um, so the next morning he woke up. I was like, and he, I had to wake him up because he was tired because he stayed up a little late. And I said, All right, buddy, it's time to get up. He's like, Did the Lions win? And I said, No, dude, they lost. He's like, No, you're joke making a joke, right, Dad? Like, <laughs> I said, No, buddy, I'm serious. Like, because I joke with him a lot. So he had, like, 
no, no, I'm serious. They lost. He's like, you're kid, you're you're not kidding. He's like, no, they really did lose. Like, no, I'm very. Sad. He he had this. He had to say something. I had to talk to him twice, like three times. But anyway, so you know, I don't know what to think about the Super Bowl. You know, I, I I'm don't pulling know. for Kansas City because I fucking hate the San Francisco 49ers. That's right. The C, I'm, and then I'll pull for Kansas City. And you know what? Let's build point. for Mahomes' legacy. Fuck it, right? I mean, Jesus. But he's 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 just so good. I mean, love him or hate him, and I don't know how I feel about him. Sometimes I love him, sometimes I hate him. But he's just uh, so good. He's he's cocky as shit because he's that good. And the Taylor Swift thing, like, if you're an angry dude about Taylor Swift, like, it's dumb. It's just like you, you the don't Taylor think Swift they, thing. Being angry over that is is stupid, right? The NFL wants your attention no matter what, and they want attention from. They've made millions of dollars off of Taylor Swift fans like they're just going to do it so yeah and also anyway who cares like just yeah. right stop just you're hating on something because it's fun to hate it um what's your number one star I have to say really quick I I love Dan Campbell I think he's great and I he made some horrible mistakes but he learned I think but he learned. you you live by Dan Campbell you die by Dan Campbell he should have taken points a couple of times. With that being said, he also cannot anticipate like the fumble and the drop balls on wide open shit. I oh, mean, yeah. the, the team choked. And as I was watching the game, I actually was at a friend's. They were all Lions fans. A, a buddy of mine is actually from Detroit here as well. Right on. And so everyone was rooting for Detroit. And as things were starting to flip and everyone there was losing their shit, I'm watching the game and I go, this team's fucked. They're in their own heads so bad. You can see it. They, they cannot get out of their own head. And uh, and that was the that was the reason why they lost. But yeah, Dan Campbell didn't help. My first star of the week is John motherfucking Stewart. John Stewart is returning to the Daily Show during this election cycle. Now, this is not about political party affiliation. I don't care what party you're affiliated to. I legitimately don't care. But what I do know is that Regardless of how where you stand politically, John Stewart is the man. His run on the Daily Show was absolutely incredible. I cannot imagine the freaking Brinks truck that they had to back up in order to get him to agree to go back on the Daily Show. It's only going to be once a week. It'll be on a Monday. I am very excited. I haven't been this excited to watch like a cable television show in a long time, but this is the kind of like real commentary that we need. And his willingness to um to challenge candidates also face to face and debate them on things in a way that is real and is refreshing um and and also he's so highly intelligent that it's it's not easy like when you go on the show it's not like he's roasting you but he knows his shit so come prepared so i'm excited for john stewart to be back on the daily show i think it'll be great for everyone uh to have like some refreshing stuff that we can watch uh, when it comes to election stuff, because everything else for the most part is just curated trash. Uh, I agree. I'm ready for scorched earth. It's, that's what it's going to be. And that's what it should be. And um, yeah. just buckle up because the people are going to start realizing it's an election year um, oh, God, real gross. soon. Real. If, soon. if people don't realize it's an election year, it's happening real soon. And if you are drained by these things, like I think we've all kind of been drained by the world over the past several years, it's going to get worse. And I went from drained to just numb. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we just skip the election and just, I don't honestly right now, like, like I vote active voter, do the thing, but like, can we just, 
have like a, a arbitration judge come in and just say, all right, you're the president. Like, I don't want, I, I'm like, at, we're passengers no matter what. And like, while of course, you know, I want good things to happen for you, me, Joey, and, and you listening and everybody else. But I'm also thinking like, I just don't, I don't know, you know, and what's going to yeah. happen. And I'm just yeah. ready. I, can't, I don't know if I can go through this, these next literally like 11 months, 10 months of just this shit. Anyway, so John Stewart will help. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he will. What's your one star? My one star is I'm going to give a, a ode to, I don't have to go into it too much, but we'll talk about it. it was, we're already talking about this. Is The all-star break means it's perfect for Joey and I because it's carnival season, you know, which means parade season. And technically, just so you know, Mardi Gras is one day. But people call it Mardi Gras. It's Mardi Gras season, right? So carnival. here's the thing is parades start, a two-week run of parades starts this Friday. Yeah. So right around the all-star break. So is Friday muses. No, no. Isn't that crazy? Like it's so time's so messed up right now for me. No, Friday is Megan's par- first Friday of parading. Okay. Um, it's Cleopatra. So she's right. So she's okay. leaving. So like, so it's a big week for us. Um, so she's doing all that. Yeah. Um, and like, we're excited to watch her and I'll, I'll tweet some stuff from the Kraken pot account on, on Friday night. Cause it's kind of neat to see the kids to see their mom in a parade and I'll do, I'll wear a Kraken hat out there and stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely, man. Um, but it's kind of neat. And I always, I always hope that, you know, you listening kind of think it's cool to see what, like really what Mardi Gras is all about. Um, so like that, that season's cool. And then we're going to go to Disney. A lot of people in new Orleans get leave, um, during Mardi Gras because we get a week off of school. If kids are off school for the entire week. Yeah. Right. So Monday and Tuesday are basically holidays, right? Mardi Gras day is Tuesday, you know, fat Tuesday. Best, best day of the year anywhere in the world. It really, really is. It's, it's, it's awesome. And Ash Wednesday. And then, so like basically, you know, we're Catholic school. So the whole week we're just off and a lot of people get out of town. And a lot of people from new Orleans with kids who don't do Mardi Gras go to Disney. So we're going to go to Disney and, um, you know, Piper Shaw's podcast mentioned, I'm going to, I'm going to continue listening to that because, and, and I'm thinking maybe we get Piper on to talk a little bit because we probably are going to run on February 13th. Um, a season preview where, you know, it's already in the can because Joey's going to be off the grid uh, on Mardi oh, Gras. Yeah, I'm, going, I'm going deep. I'm actually not going as deep as I usually do, but I will be going to Endymion Extravaganza this year. Ooh, yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. And then I also, I mean, Mardi Gras day is my day. It really is the best day ever. It's the yeah. best. And yeah. I am always just in a ridiculous costume, wandering around the quarter, drinking mm-hmm. you know a lot hugging strangers partying dancing day. in the streets it's a good day just and it's the best i hope weather's good and that when the weather's like when it's 65 degrees and sunny and it's mardi gras day and it's just, just like nothing else on the planet exists except for you in that moment literally and it's yeah. just so if you you know i was talking to somebody about mardi gras and you know if you live here or if you experience Mardi Gras or multiple Mardi Gras, you know, it's like, it's everything. It's all, it affects all different. Like it's just, it's not, if you don't live here, you probably think Mardi Gras is like bourbon street and boobs and beads. Yeah. You're like, Oh, tits are out and you're on the, it's, that's not it. I mean, that that's it for the tourists. And yes. like, Oh, New Orleans is crazy. Homie. That's just the tourists. Tourists do that. They do that. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, but that's probably 
four percent of what Mardi Gras is, and every every different every part of town does things differently. Different, it's like, and there's a million different crews, and there's so many different subcultures around this. It's just an experience. It's it's awesome. It's really it's not you know it is what you want it to be. If you want to come here with uh, as an adult with other adults and go party your ass off and do that craziness that happens. If you want to have a cocktail and you get to want to hang out on a parade route all day long with the kids and they have fun and you have fun, you have that. If you want to, it's just everything. So it's like, I will say this is it's something that you should experience once in your lifetime. It, and it can be, it can be anything. It doesn't have, it's not just, Oh, I don't want to go do that. I'm 50. I don't want to go get wasted for two days straight. Guess what? It's, it's, it's family and chilling and you don't even have to have one drink. And and maybe even if that's not your thing, you will totally experience the euphoria that yes. we all do. It's, it's just it's what you make of it. It is. It's awesome. So anyway, pumped about that. Pumped about Disney. Ready for a break from hockey for a little bit. And it coincides too with, I, I think, after Mar- the, the Saturday after Mardi Gras, we will be physically finally moving into our house. And we will physically be living in the house after that, which will be a nice marker of cleanse uh, and, and like a new era right and consistency and, and and less insanity because i got to tap out here joey i got roofers coming over now because nope, we're wrapping up anyways got got roofers coming over to tell me that my roof is fucking fine <laughs> as opposed to the inspector who's trying to say ooh we think your roof might be a little messed up like, yeah well that they're trying to squeeze that money out of you man uh i ain't paying for a new roof this is a sweet house just let's just move this is anyway so, Joey, dude, we will talk. We will be back uh, as scheduled next week. Let's try and get Piper Shaw on the phone, see what she can do, if we can talk to her. Enjoy your time off as a Kraken fan. I think Joey's correct in being worried. I I think I'm correct in also being like, let's just chill out for a couple of weeks, and we'll be back. We'll be fine. We'll continue this thing again in a couple of weeks when we get some more Kraken hockey back on the books. So, with that, Joey, are you ready for Chirp of the Week? I'm always ready. Let's go. Here's your Chirp of the Week from the Kraken Pod. One, two, three. Yeah.